Hey everyone, this is Uxbridge High School Principal Mike Rubin, and uh, what's about to follow on this episode of the Uxbridge High School Spartan Podcast is our our audio pulled from the video that gave you some insight, or will give you some insight, into our academic procedures and uh, what remote learning and some of more of our building procedures as we get ready to start this 2020-21 school year. Hope you find it helpful. Hi everyone. Uxbridge High School Principal Mike Rubin again. Uh, video two in our series of back to school uh, information. This one focuses a little bit on the procedures of getting to the building and what academics will look like. So uh, without further ado, uh, let's talk a little bit about it. So um, procedurally speaking, um, we are gonna talk a little bit about what the arrivals to school uh, look like and um, what it looks like when we're in the building. In our last video, we talked about uh, passing and and the like, but uh, taking a look first at um, arrival. When students show up in the morning, they cannot enter the building until 7.20. We understand this is a change from past practice. Uh, our teachers are not on duty until 7.25. Uh, we will be sharing a video for parent drop-off. Uh, it is going to be different. There will be no parent drop-off in the front of the building um, pulling up to the, the main entrance or through the teacher parking lot. Uh, there's just way too much traffic, way too much foot traffic, and we need to disperse uh, the cars and the buses through different places. So um, for parent drop-off, as you pull down the, the entrance to Uxbridge High School, there is that middle road uh, around where the press box to the turf field is. We're going to ask parents to turn left uh, and follow that road, that middle road, into the student parking lot. Uh, in the student parking lot, parents will turn right, proceed back towards the building. That's where we'll stop and have a drop-off area, and students will be dropped off. They will then enter through the, the door that is at the end of the B-wing, and parents will then flow back up and out of the parking lot. Students, when they come into the building, do report directly to the first period class. If there is breakfast, uh, which we'll talk about in a second, students are permitted to go to the cafeteria to get breakfast. But again, the building will not open until 720. Uh, the, the building will not uh, be accessible to anybody except the staff uh, before that time. And that gives everybody between 10 and, and about 15 minutes to get into class. Uh, for breakfast, if students do purchase breakfast, they can eat right in the cafeteria. There's space for about 36 students uh, to sit. There'll be places marked where they can sit. And we'll have little placards on the table that say, eat in the seat, deposit all trash. And again, there'll be somebody uh, there to help spray where they've seated, uh, where they were seated. Uh, and again, if students are able to help there, that would be great. And again, it's, it's, uh, it's contactless. So they don't have to really worry about waiting 30 seconds and, and rewipe it. Um, and again, students um, have been advised that they can eat in the classroom if they sanitize the, the desk immediately afterwards, but most of our teachers are not allowing food in the classroom. That has mostly to do uh, with pest management and also uh, mask safety. So uh, students, we would, uh, we're directing them, uh, again, three to three quarters to 90% of our staff is saying, please eat in the cafeteria. So we would like students to do that first if they are eating breakfast. Um, after classes, we talked in our last video about transit. Um, First students who'll be dismissed in the in the, in the afternoon or at 11:45 uh, will be the students in the buses. 
Uh, they followed by student drivers and then parent drivers. Students do exit out of all three doors. Uh, they will exit through the same door that they entered and it's staggered to allow for easier path to the cafeteria. The cafeteria flow for lunch, um, there's gonna be two lines. Uh, there's some uh, markings on the floor that say, you know, stand here six feet apart. Uh, when students uh, kind of go through those lines, they do merge. Uh, and then it's, you know, one followed by the other, again, six feet apart. You can see those markings right on our floor. Uh, students are not eating in the cafeteria. It is a grab and go lunch. It is not eat lunch on the bus. Uh, students are not permitted to eat on the bus. And again, as students leave out of the cafeteria, they will then disperse to the three doors, either out the end of the B-wing, out the middle of the building, or out the door by the cafeteria. Um, there, we do understand there are some students who will want to stay. Uh, the only students who can stay are those that may have a, a class event or a, an athletic practice of some sort. And that's one that's starting at two or 2.30. Um, there is no uh, staying on campus uh, if you have the later practice, which is three o'clock or later. Um, we know this is somewhat inconvenient, but the building is closed. Uh, after 2.05, the building is closed. Uh, so you do have to go home and arrange transportation back. Uh, we're not providing transportation um, at two o'clock. Uh, and again, if, if you stay till two and um, your practice isn't until four o'clock, the building is closed. Uh, so we don't want those students staying. Um, it is gonna be a sign up in advance. It's gonna be monitored by our athletic director. Uh, we have a couple of weeks before we have to plan this and we do need to get a sense of who they are to make sure that it's appropriately supervised. Um, we are working to have athletics and activities occurring safely. Uh, athletics will not start until October 5th. Most of our sports will have a 10 game season. Some of our activities are starting to consider meeting times uh, for after school uh, evening or outdoors. So we will be in touch with those individually. Um, focusing more on the teaching and learning. Uh, we wanted to look at our schedule. Our schedule is a seven-day schedule. There are four classes that meet in the morning part of the day, and then there are three classes that meet in the afternoon. The reason why we are doing this uh, is so that all seven classes meet with every teacher every day. We realize that there is some tension and anxiety on all our parts about this class uh, after students get home. Students may be still eating lunch. They may be logging into that class a few minutes late. The reality is that we are going to be very flexible. And if we have to adjust the timing on these classes, we will. Right now, the expectation is that um, this class, the e-block class, the students that were really worried about being there on time is the cohort of students who are in person for A, B, C, and D because everybody else was already at home. If students do miss anything, the students who are in person have that block right here next day. Uh, and so we're not all that concerned, uh, you know, if, if uh, somebody, something being met, uh, missed. But um, there are three classes that are meeting remotely every day. There are four classes that are meeting in person. Um, for students who are remote, uh, the expectation for most of our staff, and this will be shared, is that students will log in and be participants in class while they are at home every day. So if you are in an A block history class, if you are in person, you are in class, but if you are remote, the expectation will be you will have the Zoom link from the teacher to log in to that A block class. And those will be posted before the first day of school. The way our schedule would work then, when we get to Monday and Tuesday of, of the 21st, is on the 21st, A, B, C, and D will meet in person for cohort A. 
and then everybody will go home and cohort C, I'm sorry. Then everyone goes home and all students are remote for E, F, and G. On Tuesday then, cohort A and C will be back in person for E, F, G, and A, and then everyone's remote for B, C, and D. On Thursday and Friday, the schedule repeats, but this time it's cohort B and C that is in person, and it is cohorts A and D that are remote. And then the schedule the next week, uh, sorry, the schedule the next week would move. So this would be a day three and day four schedule the following week. When students are remote, teachers are gonna be notifying uh, students about the requirements for logging into class. Excuse me, most of our teachers are gonna be requiring students to be part of class. Um, there may be then some options about whether working concurrently with students who are in class or having students who are remote work together, working independently. Um, and then there are some activities that don't lend themselves to particularly easily working at home. For example, if we're in a construction class, the work that's being done at home might be very different from the work that's being done in person because we wanna really leverage the equipment while we're in person. So students will get instruction on this very, very uh, quickly. And there are actually, um, in the document that was mailed home, emailed home, uh, there are actually some uh, sample syllabi that give you a sense of what each week will look like from each teacher's standpoint. The idea of, of remote learning, when you're, uh, when you're at home, whether it's the days that you're remote when you're a hybrid student or you're uh, in those afternoon classes or you're a student who's fully remote, is using time at home wisely and advocating to us to make sure needs are met. Um, and continue to connect with your teachers, counselors, administrators, special education liaisons uh, on a consistent basis even though you're not in the building. And here's an example um, of what a one hour class could look like. Teachers could be posting a 20 minute video or lecturing for 20 minutes or providing direct instruction for 20 minutes. And then during the remaining 40 minutes having classwork posted that students could be work and the teacher is always available during that class period. Wednesday is the one day we've stayed away from um, in terms of showing an academic schedule, but we do wanna share what students will be working on on Wednesdays. Uh, the first part, between say 7.30 and nine, uh, the staff is gonna have a script in which they're gonna work with the students on checking Google Classroom, checking iPass, um, planning for the week, conferencing with the teacher, and actually engaging in our counseling curriculum. So our guidance counselors are gonna be working on providing teachers with resources and in fact facilitating some of these lessons on a grade level basis. Um, our, our, our counseling curriculum, which talks about planning for the future and taking us an emotional inventory and helping students uh, on a week to week basis is going to be delivered during that hour and a half. It's great because these are all the skills that we talk about needing in our students. And I, I wanna thank Ms. Smith, Ms. Carter, Ms. Toto, Ms. Saccone, and Mrs. Ritako for their help in organizing elements of the counseling curriculum so that our teachers don't have to really focus on it, especially where it is not necessarily an educator, an academic teacher's uh, wheelhouse. The counselors have been awesome about organizing elements of this for that advisory block uh, to make sure kids are getting their needs. The, then there'll be a break. Um, you know, if the students are first hour or so, first hour and 15 minutes, then there's a little bit of break. So let's say it's 7.30 to 8.30 and then um, there'll be a break for 15, 20 minutes. And in that time, students can follow up with the things that they discussed from that advisory session, whether it's setting their calendar or emailing teachers, looking at afternoon assignments, having breakfast, et cetera. The second part is gonna be uh, dedicated to passion projects. Our grade eight students will be working on that time with their weekly uh, civics project time. 
grade 11, we worked uh, with our English department on something that is part civics, part social justice, part uh, financial literacy based. Uh, and grade 12, we'll be working on college applications and essays in that first part of the year. Grades nine and 10 are facilitating things through the uh, resources provided, namely about career and future exploration. Um, looking at the first days of school and you know, taking into account all of the, the days, uh, September 17th, cohort A and C, C is in person every day, cohort A is in person and will follow a day six schedule. On September 18th, cohort B is in person following a day seven schedule. We apologize for starting with a day six or a seven, but we really wanted to make sure that in that first full week, September 21st and 22nd, we could start with a day one and repeating day one multiple times in the schedule made our computer system very unhappy. So this is the, the really the best we could do. So September 21st and 2nd will be a cohort A day in person, 24th and 5th cohort B, those are the Thursday, Friday, and then we should be able to settle into more of a pattern. There'll be a lot of resources available on our website. In fact, I'm gonna navigate there now so people can, uh, people can see it. Um, just give me one second to uh, share our screen and I'll get, I'll get back there in uh, one second. And here we go. So um, taking a look at our, um, taking a look at our homepage, if you were to follow the link from uh, the Oxbridge Public Schools, OxbridgeSchools.com, to uh, the UHS page. Uh, this will be linked uh, right underneath here where it says weekly news and notes, but just to, I uh, haven't done that yet, if you go under students and families, you will see a reopening fall 2020 link. And again, students and families reopening 2020. And you'll see a whole bunch of resources populate, including these presentations. Uh, the bell schedule, the handbook addendum, our detailed model, the weekly schedule, verification forms, and even school supply lists. So um, uh, I don't know if that all populated, so let me, let me try that again. This page is, uh, again, right here, students and families under the UHS homepage, reopening fall 2020, and then this page will populate. And again, this is from the Uxbridge High School homepage. It has all of our presentations, our most recent town hall, our grade eight orientation, this week, this presentation that you're watching right now, bell schedules, school supply lists, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, hopefully you find that page, uh, you find that page helpful. And um, we have a whole bunch of, of resources available right there on our website. So um, all of those things are, are important. Last thing is, uh, as far as that goes, you're gonna see a survey about the, the handbook addendum. Uh, it was on that page. I'm gonna navigate back over there once again. Um, but from that site, uh, the, the handbook addendum is something that we are asking that all students uh, take a look at and read. And what it looks like is, uh, it is right off of that page. The link will be sent to you as well. And, uh, it is, this uh, handbook addendum is something that, that does in fact uh, give you all of these details, all of these procedures, all of the responsibilities, healthcare, virtual meeting, um, et, so, et cetera, et cetera. So we do hope that that is, uh, is helpful. Um, 
that's uh, that's pretty much everything that we have on the uh, academic and the scheduling piece. Our third video focuses a little bit on what ifs and things to do before the first day of school. Thanks for tuning in again, and we'll talk to you soon.